This is Neve Bushnell with Tech Ireland, and I am here today to discuss the H1 half yearly funding figures. Uh, Tech Ireland has just brought out a review of those figures, and I'm here with my colleague uh, Brian Caulfield. Uh, Brian, is the rumour true that you are on a sabbatical from Draper Esprit at the moment? Um, I've been struggling to uh, find the right word to describe my current situation, but I have taken a step back from the day-to-day at Draper Esprit. Um, I'm continuing with a venture partner role, so I am uh, still involved, but um, working a little bit less than I used to, doing some personal travel and figuring out what's next. Well, if you need any help figuring out what's next, Tech Ireland, you're a board member already of Tech Ireland. And if you want to get even more involved, which I'm sure you would say no to, uh, you've been such a great support to us and uh, keeping me and the rest of the team on the straight and narrow, particularly when it comes to complicated topics like funding. So uh, here we're going to talk about the funding that we have tracked for the first half of the year. And of course, big numbers always look very exciting, but I think we'll dive into whether they are exciting or not and what they actually mean. So let me throw the big numbers out. And if people out there are are listening to this, we've also done a lovely story map on this, an interactive kind of piece of content with audio and video and graphics and interactive maps and all kinds of stuff so you can uh, literally knock yourselves out with that um but you know the numbers are the numbers so uh, here they are so we are tracking 538 million in funding for irish companies and that's republic of ireland only companies uh in the year so far in q1 and q2 that's 80 companies in total and if averages mean anything to anybody out there, that's an average of 6.7 million per company. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure Brian would, would say averages are not important in this case, and I would agree with him, but there's a, there's a teaser number in any case. And the smallest funding that we're tracking, because Tech Ireland tracks uh, as much as we can, everything from private equity and VC to H2020, Horizon 2020 funding, um, to prize money, everything that uh, it, you know, puts a, a company's head above the parapet as such in terms of um, capital that will allow them to grow, we try and track it. So we're tracking a company called Applaud Events, which is a platform for events, and they won a 7,500 Dragon's Den uh, Trinity and uh, Entrepreneur Society Dragon's Den Prize back in February 2018. So they're our smallest uh, round of funding. And uh, the two largest rounds are AMCS in Limerick, which we are tracking as an energy green company. But I think, Brian, you would say, you know, they're an enterprise company, really. Um, and they raised 103 million uh, euros uh, this year so far in Q1. And the other company, obviously, is Intercom. And we've translated their $125 million into slightly over 100 million euros. Uh, and you'll see all of this is on the spreadsheet that you can buy uh, from our website, as well as in, the, uh, in the, the story map that we've put out for free in the PDF. So, Brian, those are the, those are the big numbers. Um, tell me stories and, uh, and, and allow me to ask you questions about those stories as we go along here. 
Well, um, firstly, congratulations to Applaud Events. It's uh, it's great to see another um, Trinity company starting on the journey to uh, to to hopeful greatness. Um, Definitely, Tr- Trinity is a fantastic uh, fantastic record in terms of generating entrepreneurial businesses. So hopefully, this will be st- the start of something big for the guys. And it's also important in terms of understanding where are the companies coming from that are going to feed the pipeline for the future in in terms of future Irish successes. Um, looking at the overall numbers, you know, it's it's a great headline number. And it looks like we're on track for a year that will deliver kind of a billion plus in, in funding for Irish uh, businesses. But we do need to exercise some caution here. So there's a couple of things that I, I would highlight. I mean, the the first thing is that the overall number is distorted by a number of um, very large rounds, in particular AMCS and uh, and Intercom, right. which are both north of 100 million. And if you think of it this way, going back to the conversation about averages, yeah. each of those companies individually add more than a million to the average. So if you take those two companies out, the average drops from sort of six point seven to four and a half million. You know, so so this is why why averages can 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 be tricky, and um, so so you do have this effect of a small number of really large, uh, really large rounds potentially uh, just distorting the picture a little bit. Um, the other factor that's probably worth highlighting is the fact that at least a few of those larger transactions are actually private equity transactions where some money went into the company, but also some shareholders exited from the business at the same time. Right. And, you know, there are at least two of the, the bigger deals uh, AMCS being one and, and Forest being the other that fall into that category. Uh, generally, you won't see companies publicize exactly how much was new funding for the company and how much was to uh, went out to exiting shareholders. So so again, you know, it's it's still a fantastic positive story because if you like one way or another, that's an investment in 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 Irish tech. Right. Uh, but it's not all new capital for the companies to deploy in in terms of uh, of growing their businesses. Um, and perhaps one final thing is that in some cases, companies uh, are, are including and we are tracking debt finance. Yes. Um, again, sometimes that can distort the, little, the, the numbers a little bit and it can be difficult to separate, you know, what is debt and what is equity. Uh, and this is especially uh, an issue with, with with fintech businesses where perhaps they're uh, they're raising debt financing to actually lend on as part of their business models so 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 those issues can have a reasonably significant kind of distorting uh, impact 
I think the other big story that we talked about was that there was a huge disparity between Q1 and Q2. Yeah. I, I think the figure for Q1 was something like 430 million. Yep, uh, 461 million. 461, yeah. wow. And uh, the figure for Q2 was, you know, 76, 76.5 million. That's it. That, that, that seems... That seems odd, if you like. I, I wouldn't normally expect Q2 to be particularly quiet. Actually, it's usually a pretty busy quarter for, for, for deals, for, for venture capital investors. Um, but I think, again, it's kind of driven by the fact that both the AMCS and the intercom rounds and indeed all of the big rounds that were north of 20 million, uh, which, which distort the overall total, all took place in Q1. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be worried about that one way or another. Yeah, so we're talking about um, l- the largest rounds. Let's see, I mean, I have a list here of 13 companies who got over 5 million and a lot of them got a lot more than 5 million. So we're talking about Sublimity, we're talking about Fire One, Future Finance, Mainstay Medical, Deca Wave, Forest mm. that we've touched on already, yeah. Your Smile Direct, Let's Get Checked. Uh, Nurient Medical, Rumex and Drop Kitchen. It's good to see Drop Kitchen who've been around for a while now. Not too long for sure, but it's good to see them getting a good injection of capital. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting company. Their, their first product, the, the, the Drop Kitchen Scales, was an absolute thing of beauty. Yes, and, I and, have one. And they've, uh, I've one at home as well. Um, they've been pretty quiet since. I think they've, uh, they've, they've, they've been working on a little bit of a pivot but hopefully this injection of capital will see them go on to great things yeah absolutely uh so yeah so that's interesting in in q1 and and we did talk about this before we went down the air it's not normal for as you were kind of saying listen if it's a hundred million or thereabouts every quarter that kind of would be the way that you'd kind of see it you know if if the way it would like more naturally fall out i guess if all quarters were equal yeah i mean i think when you've got these very large kind of mega rounds of of a hundred plus they're always going to have a little bit of a a distorting uh, impact you know if you stripped those out what I would normally expect to see is that kind of Q1, Q2 and Q4 will tend to be reasonably busy quarters, not a huge amount of difference between those. And Q3 will be a quiet quarter. You know, it's 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 July, August, September. Yeah. Uh, no company wants to try and close around <laughs> in in July or August unless it absolutely has to. So that tends to be the quarter that that's that's a bit quieter than uh, than the others. Yeah. But definitely, I wouldn't expect to see Q two as as being unusually quiet. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's a a particular trend there. I just think it's, uh, if you like, the law of small numbers, you know, and we are talking about a relatively small sample size here. Yeah. Um, if there is one thing above anything else that kind of concerns me about these numbers and that in fact has been concerning me for a couple of years 
it is how little capital is going into seed funding. Um, if you look at the number of rounds uh, for, for the half year below a million euros, um, it's 32 rounds that we've tracked. You know, yeah. there, there may be others, of course, that yeah. haven't been reported or where companies haven't claimed their profile and updated the, it themselves. So we're tracking 32 rounds. But collectively, they only added up to about 13 million euros. And that represents less than two and a half percent of the total. total. Mm. And, And that is worrying. And I think it reflects the fact that most of the seed venture capital funds in Ireland right now are out of capital and are not actively investing, number one. And number two, that that we continue to have a really, really poor environment from the perspective of angel investment. We don't have an environment that is encouraging people to invest directly into early stage, uh, early stage startups. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And the health of an innovation economy is actually all about those angel investors, and there being many of them for young entrepreneurs and young companies to turn to and we're we always seem to struggle with that and I think looking at the female founder funding for a second that's that's part of the same story for a couple of different reasons one being that the female founder companies tend to be younger so they're going to be going for earlier rounds because they're earlier stage right but when you look at the figures for female founders um, we're, we're looking at 18 companies in the first half of the year so far and between them they've only raised 19.8 million. So exactly to your point that it's challenging for uh, companies to get solid early stage funding uh, here and um, and for Irish companies to get it from anywhere. And really with a, a healthy economy should mean that they can get that seed funding in Ireland. Um, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, broadly speaking, we do have a healthy economy and you have to ask, well, you know, why is it happening? And in my my mind, it's, it's very simple. You know, uh, firstly, we have an environment where, it, it, you know, the, the seed funds have become so important and fundamental to the to the environment. And if they're out of cash, the money just isn't there. And and secondly, uh, the, uh, the, the the kind of angel incentives aren't there um you know the female funding one is is pretty interesting i have to say i was pretty disappointed and a little bit shocked at the number you know i i think you know last year we weren't too far off a total of 87 million yep um looks like the overall number is going up but the 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 number going to female founders is is going down um i think the picture would be a little bit better if you adjusted it to take account of the age of the companies you know if you mm-hmm. looked for example at female founders share of seed funding the the yes. the, 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 I, the isolating picture, that if you if you mm-hmm. isolated that the picture wouldn't be 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 quite as bleak but you know let's let's face it it's yeah. uh, it's disappointing yeah it, we it, should do that really, exercise it really is yeah um, I mean there are some great companies on the female founder side I mean Soapbox Labs got funding in 2017 and again they got 2.1 million in 2018 so far. 
talking then about a couple of different slices and dices of the data, when we look at um, the regional versus city of Dublin, capital city um, numbers. So from what we're tracking, uh, 399.2 million. So let's call that around 400 million of the half yearly funding has come uh, to companies in Dublin, 1.38 138.7 million to the rest of Ireland. And as you pointed out to me uh, before we started the podcast, uh, 100 of that goes to AMCS in Limerick. Uh, I believe the other counties outside of Dublin that raised um, raised their, their raised decent funding uh, are Galway and Louth in the first half of the year. Any thoughts on that uh on obviously i mean that that is a lopsided look again at funding from dublin to region but it's it's understandable i guess well i i I guess the the majority of kind of funding for tech companies has traditionally gone to dublin because dublin is where the kind of the concentration of tech companies has has been but um, you know, this is also a pretty disappointing result in the sense that if you take AMCS out of the rest of Ireland, you know, effectively what we're saying is that, you know, less than 40 million was invested outside Dublin in uh, in H1. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, a surprisingly uh, weak result. Um, <clears throat> now, it doesn't necessarily exactly reflect where the capital gets invested in the sense that you may have companies that have a head office in Dublin that have significant uh, significant operations in other parts of the country. That's a very um, good point. But, yeah. but, but nonetheless, you know, effectively what it's saying is that, as I said, if you take out uh, AMCS, it, it, it's, it's a really small number being invested uh, outside of uh, outside of Dublin. Um, yeah, I don't know what more you can say about it. You know, yep. I I don't think there's any magic answer to this problem. Um, yeah, you know the the you unfortunately have to be very careful not to confuse regional policy with kind of industrial investment policy. And in my mind, it would be a huge mistake to in to to sort of to force investment to go to specific locations because unfortunately you don't get to decide where innovation happens. It'll happen where it happens, but but we do need perhaps to take action to ensure that there's better access to funding uh, in the regions outside Dublin. Absolutely, I'd echo that. And if anybody is interested in seeing who those companies are and where they are exactly around the country for that funding, it's on the spreadsheet that you can purchase from our website um, right now. It's, it's, it's up there now and can be, can be bought and, 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 and analysed. Uh, so then in terms of sectors, I mean, I guess no surprise here either. You know, Ireland is so much about health tech so much about enterprise tech, which in fairness is a big bucket that has a lot of different things in it. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're showing green energy for 103 million. But as you say, that's um, that's AMCS doing its do, doing its job down there in Limerick. So the, the health tech and the enterprise tech 
any any thoughts on you know is this where we should be doubling down health tech i mean there's obviously so much there everything from wearables to fixing queues in hospitals but you know what what are your what are your thoughts on either of those sectors so so firstly the large amounts of capital going into um health sciences generally has been a feature of the environment for the past number of years yeah. and you know there've been uh, a number of health sciences kind of each year raising big big rounds and and having a significant impact on the on the figures so that that's not not a surprise um you know Ireland has some incredible strengths in areas like immunology and um the these businesses are highly capital intensive so it's it's not a surprise it's it's very positive in fact to see them uh, to see them raising big numbers um the categorizations are always a little bit tricky yeah. you know you you've you've got a company like AMCS uh, is it a kind of a green energy stroke environmental business or is it a, an enterprise software, software business mm-hmm. uh, you you could make uh, you could make an argument for for either and of course if you kind of slice and dice the categorization too fi- too finely it, it it ends up not really meaning much uh, meaning much either i think the one thing that's perhaps interesting uh, outside of that is the almost total absence of consumer uh, propositions and the small amounts of money going into consumer propositions that's pretty consistent, I would say, with our experience in Draper Esprit over the years. We tend not to see a lot of really strong consumer internet type propositions here in Ireland. And I think that's partly just a factor of market size. The The Irish market itself is so small that it's really tough to kind of bootstrap a consumer internet proposition in, in a market as small as Ireland is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and yet I would say that Tech Ireland has seen a, a a significant growth from a very low base in the number of B two C companies we're tracking. So it's one to watch. I would say I think at this point, um, we're probably tracking sixty or eighty B two C companies, whereas a year ago we were probably tracking something like thirty. Now that's also us doing a better job of tracking them, and they're certainly not showing up in the funding figures. But um, I think it's I I'd like to think it's one to watch uh, for us and um, some women in particular are driving some of the the those new companies you're seeing a lot of women who are building products in different uh, maybe uh, apparel areas or cosmetic areas or health areas or mm-hmm. fashion areas that could be that could become quite big companies in Ireland so so let's let's watch that um I think. You know, so the the eighty companies that we're tracking, um, here's just a, a, another figure to throw out. In total, they have funding, uh, of one point one billion between them. So they're they're a good group, uh, and fifty percent of them were founded in the last five years. So I'm guessing, Brian, can we can we leave this on a positive note and say, you know, this group of companies. Uh, we're going to see big things from not just the AMCSs and intercoms of this group, but I think from many more of them in the in the couple of years hence. 
Yeah, well, I think it's great to see a decent number of companies raising those larger rounds that really allow them to start to focus on scaling up their businesses globally. Uh, There's a lot of great companies in that list. Uh, There was a time when any Irish company raising 10 million, let, let alone 20 or 40 million, would have been a huge story. And the fact that we now have, you know, 13 companies raising more than five, and it's probably close to 10 that have raised more than 10 and a good handful raising 20, 30, 40 is, is tremendous. And it's it's very, very positive. As I said, the scary part is, you know, where's the feedstock coming yep. from yep. for, for the, the next group of companies like, that absolutely. can want to do that? Where's the next generation? Uh, so f- finally, a, a call out to the female founder companies who are in this list. Uh, Soapbox Labs, Kite Medical, Proverum, Pharmapod, Evectus. You know, I want to see more. I want to see more of those companies as well on this list going forward. So hopefully the next time we do this, we'll be talking about both of those things. More seed, more female founders uh, and just generally more more technology and, and funding. And maybe we'll talk about IoT and AI and blockchain as well. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a few interesting AI companies in this current crop. Yep. I, I think we're going to see quite a few more of those. I mean, Soapbox, Lab, Soapbox Labs, obviously, is, uh, is, is an AI technology company. Um, but we also have, you know, a real deep reservoir of experience in the country in areas like Edge AI, which, which Movidius and others uh, have, have pioneered and also in areas like computer vision where there's a, a kind of a very very significant depth of experience and, and knowledge and it would be great to see that really lead to uh, a sort of a little explosion of high quality early stage companies here here brian thank you so much for being here for looking at the numbers and chatting them through with us and uh, i hope everybody enjoys the podcast first of all the uh story map that we are sharing on our website and the uh, the funding sheet there's a lot of detail in it it goes all the way back to january 2017 all the way through to now shares everything from investors to counties to funding to websites to everything else you can think of that would be relevant to this picture and uh, we hope it's helpful thank you thanks neve take care